saw you in a sweater walking down into the civic center think I'm gonna stop for a cup of beer before we get there JW Megawag Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And today, 
you're in for a special jazzy treat. We got Gavin Holleran, uh, Tiki Daz Concert. We're going to be playing back. We're going to be uh, playing. Uh, we also have a virtual open mic coming up on Monday, uh, Hotel Utah. Excited about that. Um, now I'm going to start off the show with a little uh, Carly Mari. Uh, she's got a new single out. This is one that recently came out a couple months ago, and she just released a new single as well with a music video. Uh, this song is called Never in Tune. All I need is a good look within. Should I wait for your acid to cure my depression? Though I'm not sure you know what that is. Narcissism's a little different, little different. I noticed your curtains again. Do they always change from?
is Carly Mari, MutiRadio.fm. With her on the show uh, almost exactly a year ago today, she made a surprise entrance and played one of her songs that was out at the time, but she's really coming out some singles left and right. Very fun. So we, um, we're we going to be playing back Gavin Holleran's uh, Tiki Desk concert. Had him over, uh, did a live set on the, the Tiki Desk. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Hotel Utah is going to be doing a virtual open mic. Uh, so kind of sign up. Brandon Gitzel uh, runs that scene. Very fun. He uh, recently did a Lady Gaga set. Did 17 covers and he's calling it uh, Bren Romance. Instead of Bad Romance. Um, he's been doing a lot of really fun things up there. Everyone that's uh, live streaming. Very fun. So, um, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to be playing back Gavin Holleran's uh, jazz uh, jazz ensemble here. This is Quintet, and this is live MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, we're saying hello from the SF Bay Area here. We are the Gavin Holleran Quartet. Uh, I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in and joining us on Mutiny Radio. We'd like to thank our radio host Justin for having us uh, at the Tiki Desk Concerts. It's a pleasure playing for you here. Uh, we're going to open things up with a uh, tune by a, uh, a hero of mine and a great musician, uh, Bud. Bud Powell, this is Celia.
Continue things with uh, another uh, another swinging tune. I hope you enjoy it. Just you, just me. Thank you. 
Gavin Holloran, Tiki Desk Concerts here, MuniRadio.fm. Nice set ahead of us. Right on. So that was just you, just me. We hope you uh, hope you're enjoying the uh, the uh, swinging so far. We're gonna we're gonna slow things down on a little bit for you folks. And uh, there's 200 people on the play. Oh, oh, I got 200 bucks. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're the Gavin Holloran Quartet. This is special guest Smith Dobson. On tenor, uh, we're, uh, we're we're very happy to very happy to be here for you folks. Um, this is Daniel Williams on drums, yeah. and behind me, uh, Alonzo Sanchez on bass, and right over here is Arnie Coe on piano. We're going to continue things with the with the Duke Ellington tune uh, based off of a song called Rose Room. Uh, we hope you enjoy in a mellow tone. Man, you know a lot of facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. Yeah.
Gavin Holleran, Tiki Desk Concerts, Media Radio. FM. Right, so that was really fun. Smith Dobson on tenor. Smith Dobson on tenor. I'm Gavin Holleran. I'm getting a Gavin Holleran quartet. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We'd like to thank Mutiny Radio and Justin. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us, and thank you so much for tuning in and supporting live jazz. Um, we're going to continue things with uh, a little quicker pace. Yeah, we're going to do a little tune uh, by uh, all, all of them. We're going to do a little tune by uh, Gigi Grice uh, entitled Salute to the Band Box. Uh, this was... Band of the Box? Yeah, Salute to the Band of the Box. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was actually rewritten by, uh, several times uh, with some different titles by both Benny Colson and uh, as recently uh, by a captain by the name of Alan Ferber uh, called Reunion. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take it all the way back and uh, salute the Band Box. You know so many facts. <laughs> well, I do like a, like a Latin on bridge. Uh, no, swim all the way. Swim all the way. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was uh, that was based off of a tune called "I Remember England." Uh, we're gonna we're gonna slow things down a little bit for you. Um, do a do a little uh, little blues, man. Little slow blues. We've all got the blues, man. We uh, hope you folks are hanging in there, doing well. And uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a little blues for you folks. Um, just uh, keep on keep on that's good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a do a little melody by Ben Webster. Uh, this is called Pout. Hope you enjoy. It. Thank you. 
Slow Blues for you by Ben Webster, a uh, hero of mine, uh, entitled Pouton. Pouton. Smith, you got one? Got one more combo? Boy, how do you, how do you follow that? Uh, let's see, what kind of history lesson can I take? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the ancient Greeks <laughs> had a tune they loved to play. The bebop song. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's play... Um, <clears throat> well, no, seriously, I, I'm, I'm open to it. Like, uh, maybe something in minor key. Uh, sure thing. How about a little vibe There you go. There you yeah. go. Well, uh, we'll, do, uh, we'll do another tune. Uh, this is. You don't want me to come up This is written for a club uh, that used to, used to be over on oh, yeah. 52nd Street, New York. Um, <laughs> Bird Bird knows everything. I know. There's <laughs> a, a Bird uh, Birdland. And this is, uh, this is of course, uh, after Bird. Charlie Parker, a hero of all of us, and uh, a really uh, important cat to the music. Written by George Shearing. Yeah, George Shearing. That's right. You're hearing George Shearing. You're hearing George Shearing. You're not going to see him, but you'll hear him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's uh, here's a little by We hope you enjoy. We're uh, by the way, we're we're here uh, we're here on Mutiny uh, Mutiny Radio and SF Live. Mm. We'd like to thank Justin, our host. Thank you very yeah. much. And we'd like to thank you for tuning in. Tuning in, uh, we're the Gavin Helen Quartet. 
Smith Dobson on soprano tenor, Daniel on drums, Danny Williams, Alonjo Sanchez on bass, and Arnie Coe on piano. Uh, here's a little bio board by I hope you enjoy.
Say thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for Mutiny Radio and Justin for having us. Yeah, well, I think you did. Um, uh, I, if 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 you want to, yeah, great tiki bar. Yeah, if if you if you guys uh, if you guys are enjoying uh, enjoying what you're hearing, <laughs> um, I encourage you to check out my album, uh, debut album that I released this year. Highly um, encouraged. Yeah, highly encouraged. Uh, it's called Wild as Love. Uh, it's by me, Gavin Howland. You look me up on any platform: YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify. I'm there. It's uh, it's uh. It's good. That was good. So yeah, Wild is Love by Gavin Howland. Check it out. We're recorded right here in the Bay Area, 
and uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna close things out with the first tune uh, on that album called "Falling in Love with Love." Uh, hope you enjoy this uh, Richard Rogers uh, tune.
You've been listening to Tiki Desk Concert here at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Yay to J.W. Blunt and everything amazing that he puts together on the J.W. Megawig Show. Oh, boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I loved all that jazz. It was amazing. And now it's on our Instagram. You can listen to it again if you so choose because it was amazing and how very exciting for all of us. Yes, let us play an old JW Megawig, shall we? We shall, absolutely. Uh, I'm your host right now, Pam Benjamin. How you doing? Hanging out here at Mutiny Radio. Coming up at 6 o'clock. I'm going to be playing the basic game uh, out of uh, University of Arkansas, thanks to Francis Grohm. Uh, we're going to play it live. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's it's amazing. I've played it before, but we're going to do it live on the radio. You should go play it too, and I'll put the link in places where you can see links and the whatnot. But I am right now looking for a JW Mega Wag show. The, I think it starts with the... I'm sorry, I'm lifting the veil for everybody. I'm a terrible person and a bad, bad host. The JW Megawig Show. There it is. Let's uh, play an old one from my birthday week. Heck yeah. This is uh, an old JW Megawig from 10920 from the COVID times. And we'll see what comes up. There's lots of really great shows here at Mutiny Radio. I hope you check them all out. We still have a couple that are live, <coughs> despite COVID and the whatnot. Um, all right. Let's jump right in. JW Megawig, everybody. My friends understand when five is old, with a All those 
next game she had to play. Oh, ooh, ooh. she skipped by and jungle and jungle gym phase. She's trying to look at things in a bright way. Sees a light peeking through the end of the hallway. No, ooh, ooh. she's trying to, trying to, trying to escape. I'm running for the forest year. But it's harder when you're alone I'm a weak need, but I'm flying out of this hell oh. Why do you have to sell me through those mean old men? They cut me up in places I don't even understand No one see to me, but how will my friends understand? I'm ten years old Running from a million men is Melanie Martinez here, Mutiny Radio.fm, uh, Million Men. Beautiful song. I Like I said, I'd heard that. I was just telling Megan, I was like, I heard that song. And I thought it was great. And I didn't even realize it was about human trafficking. You're just focusing on her beautiful, angelic voice. Yeah. On that acoustic guitar. Because she's, she's going on about something really sad. Yeah. So it's important that musicians draw attention to it and celebrities have leaned into it a lot so these songs are a good example that's good so i want to talk a little bit about yeah we're bringing a little awareness we got megan noberry here we're going to talk <laughs> about stats yeah and i i want to start off by talking about the differences between child sex tra trafficking and human trafficking because people can often get them mixed up um, not all forms of human trafficking are child sex trafficking. So human trafficking is just modern day slavery, right? It's uh, victims of human trafficking. They're subjected to force, fraud, coercion, and, um, and it's for the explicit purpose of sexual exploitation or and or forced labor. So um, victims could be children, teenagers, men which was which is usually surprising for people that you don't typically think of men as victims of human trafficking but they they are a significant portion of that 
Um, And women, of course, are women and children are targeted more often by percentage. But um, child sex trafficking is specifically the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, and obtaining a child for the purpose of a commercial sex act. So um, that's usually induced by force, fraud, coercion, and um, anyone that's younger than 18 is a victim of this if they're coerced into it. Even even if they're not coerced into it, they the the perpetrator can be charged with child sex trafficking. So even if they give what they think is consent, um, it's it's not because they're under eighteen. So interesting distinction between yeah. the two that a lot of people probably don't know about. Yeah, I, d- I definitely heard that too, and thank you for that. And um, I know. There's still a lot more to talk about, <laughs> but um, I um, I remember when I was younger, when I was in high school, you know, there was somebody. They were 22 years old, and this girl was 16, and I um, I don't know. I mean, like now, you know, being older, it seems like being six years apart isn't that big of a deal. But then, you know, this this person, you know, is a registered sex offender for the rest of their life. And it's just, wow. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge offense. And, you know, what we're talking about is just, and you look at the, the stats and the numbers, if you, it's, uh, human trafficking is illegal worldwide in every country and in every state in California. And it still is a $150 billion industry, which makes me nauseous yeah thinking about especially especially 300,000 of that are the thousands of children in the U.S. that are specifically involved in the in the sex trafficking industry so that's a pretty large amount of children here in the U.S. that we aren't even usually aware of um, if you haven't looked this up before so yeah so I mean we just you know want to bring awareness. I know that everyone out there is getting ready to vote and there's all this big stuff going on, but it's it's such a huge thing that's happening right in front of us, right in front of everyone when you're walking down the street. And, and so, um, you know, even with, uh, the number of people, so there's, there's 40.3 million people trapped in modern slavery, forced, um, modern slavery and their, uh, labor, commercial, sexual exploitation and forced marriages. These are all, this is 40.3 million people out there that are... It's insane. Yeah, and that's just on, I feel like for me, you know, I, it's a, it's a serious, it's a serious thing, but you could walk right by it and not even see it there. It's usually a hidden crime, um, which makes it that much harder to, um, to prosecute people because you're not even aware of it in public settings um the victims are usually either afraid of their um afraid of their traffic the person that's trafficking them they've been coerced and threatened uh by force they're fearing their families um they're potentially the the language barriers in the cases where they don't speak the language of the country that will be a factor in them not wanting to speak up um, just them fearing for their lives and not feeling like they can speak up or that they even should. Um, so 
it's usually not something that you would, unless you know what to look for, realize is going on right in front of you. Yeah, I mean, this is all happening right outside, you know, your door. And there was something when we were talking about this, because I know you're more of an expert, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but there was, um, you had said something. So when you see that this could be a potential human trafficking to not get in touch to not contact the gardener, right? Or the, the, the guardian? Yes. So um, you don't want to confront, confront the yeah. suspected trafficker or alert the victim that you know what's going on. That actually puts uh, not only the victim in danger, but it puts you in danger. Um, so at the end of this uh, end of this show, we'll talk about what you can do to, um, you know, to report the trafficking. But um, it's also important to know what to look for, right? So, um, so I'll go over some of the things that could be key indicators. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, so some of them are pretty obvious, right? Um, if, they're, if they're being ordered around what to do, what to say by the person that they're with, um, they're being forced to move in certain areas, and they don't look like they're in control of their behavior at all, that's one of the obvious signs, but there's other um, other ways that you can be alerted that you might not be um, thinking about. Like um, if the person appears disconnected from the family, friends, community, or organizations that they're involved in, um, and they're even in their houses of worship. Uh, if all of a sudden, let's say you're a teacher and you have a child that stopped attending school, like you would think that a million other things before you would think, oh, they're, they might be a victim of child sex trafficking. But um, that's, that's one of the, uh, the key indicators, which is kind of crazy. But um, uh, another, another way you can kind of tell is if they have a sudden or dramatic change in behavior. And that can often usually be like if they're doing drugs or they're involved in some sort of criminal activity with their friends. But... Um, even like if they're smoking cigarettes, they could have a change in behavior, but uh, this could also be a key indicator that they're being trafficked. Um, if they appear disoriented, confused, uh, they're showing signs of mental or physical abuse. That's another one. And uh, some of the same yeah. things that you would see, like what are some things you look for to see if someone's being abused? Yeah, I mean, that's Bruises. huge. I mean, you see that. I mean, everyone out there listening to, I mean, you see, th you see somebody in their they're confused and they they don't know they're they're avoiding you and it's like well why are you avoiding me <laughs> you know i uh it's um it's a serious thing that i feel like if you didn't just talk about this right now you this could be happening you wouldn't even put that together yeah um especially if you see that they have bruises on their body sometimes you think oh maybe the kid fell um, and that's usually whenever I see a kid with a bruise, their parents are talking about, oh, they fell and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, that can if they have various bruises of different degrees on their body, that could be an indicator. Um, if they appear fearful, submissive, that's a pr probably one of the bigger ones. If they look submissive, um, they're obviously afraid of their guardian in that in that instance. But um you know, if they look like they're being denied food, water, sleep, medical care. Um, are they often in, this, in the company of the person to which they're deferring? Like they're following that person around everywhere? That's another one. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if, have you ever been, um, not just you, Megan, but uh, but anyone else out there, have you been in a situation where somebody is around somebody all the time and they're they're not together or they are together or what it is? I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you've like, have you been in a, in a potential sex scandal? I've never actually witnessed anything because this is something I've researched recently. So I never really was, I wasn't really ever looking for this kind of stuff. Like I remember reading an article when um, Gavin Newsom was in SF, like before he became governor, lieutenant governor, um, that he busted a bunch of salon, parlor salons, like massage parlors in the city that had in the back of their salons, they were running a child sex trafficking ring. So he busted a bunch of salons in the city. I remember reading about that and thinking like, oh my gosh, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if there's a massage parlor I've been to and like I had no idea in the back um, that this could be going on. So if you go get a massage in the city and you see some suspicious activity, um, that could be like I, ever since I read that article, I'm really careful about where I get a massage and I always look around like really vigilantly whenever I go, like, is anything suspicious in this building right now that I should alert someone to? So I'm more aware of it now, um, but it wasn't something I thought about before. Um, did I tell you about the Ikea article? I think you did briefly, yeah. Um, yeah. There was an article recently a, wom a mother wrote about uh, an experience she had at Ikea. This was in, in the last couple years, so you can Google this story. But she was just doing shopping for household supplies with her children. She noticed there was a man following, lurking around wherever they were. Like they would move to a different part of the store and he would be there like staring at them. And so um, that was like a huge red flag. I'm surprised she actually didn't call anyone. I think she was afraid because um, what you're supposed to do is call the hotline. But um, yeah, she got she got out of Dodge and fortunately nothing happened but you think about how many times have your kids ran off to the other side of the store and you lose supervision of them and this could be a place where your child goes goes missing so it's not to scare anyone but yeah we should have a, a little icebreaker song yeah I do I have up. a song it's I have a song alarming. ready to go yeah I have a song <laughs> ready to go but I remember, I will say, it, before we go into the song, I just, I remember my, my mom was always super yes. protective, and thank God, I mean, I remember at the time, I remember, I'm like, mom, like. I thought she was crazy. Yeah, I remember thinking <laughs> she was crazy, I'm just a little boy, you know, or whatever, but. I feel yeah. like I'm going to be even worse when I become, <laughs> I'll be like a helicopter mom, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, we have a, uh, another song um, for human trafficking awareness. This one is by Run, and um, this is. Yeah, whole five minute song, so enjoy.
that is run uh, human trafficking awareness. I have to um, say I, I bought those candies. I brought those candies for for everyone. I was trying to <laughs> save some for Pam, but <laughs> you are. Div- I mean, these jelly beans are pretty addicting. I actually haven't even tried them yet. I have a problem. Yeah. As we referenced earlier, <laughs> with my Halloween habits. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. Candies. It it's the candy season. I, I guess. Think the number one reason I want to have like like extra Halloween candy yeah. <laughs> every year. That is enough time. Yeah, I mean that that is definitely. I mean, I remember going out and getting so much candy, more candy than I could eat, and then. Did you you ever know anyone that got, um, like shady candy? Did you ever meet anyone? I I never met anyone. I I heard about it in the news, but. I did not, and I think you know what it was. I remember going and trick or treating. When I was a kid, I have a younger brother who's two years younger than me. And we're going around. And I remember my mom, you know, telling me, like, don't take candies that aren't wrapped and, and all this stuff. And I remember, like, really kind of. a good mom. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, like, calm. Like, I was military style. I was just like, okay. Like, undercover. Like, okay, if somebody's trying to give these, you know, candies that aren't wrapped away, then I'm going to tell my mom, you know. <laughs> But uh, my good my thing you're still here. Yeah, but I remember like so that's what was interesting about the trick or treat. I'd be curious to see how that whole thing evolved because I would go up to every door and knock on it. Oh, trick they or treat. could be lights out. I'm ringing that doorbell. Yeah, so I mean, like I was <laughs> going up to the door and preparing and almost expecting <laughs> that these people could potentially be giving me candies that aren't wrapped or could be you know could be a hazardous thing so i thought that that was um that brought and maybe the whole trick-or-treating thing and how that evolved i feel like that's that was actually a good thing to be out there you know with your parents and knocking on the door and then you know being aware you know yeah my brother would be just terrified if there was somebody that jumped out he'd be like ah and like he would freak (laughs) out like he would, it would totally. I mean, he's a lot mellower now, but when we were kids, he would. I mean, he'd be rolling on the grass or something. Like, oh my god, you know. Keep um, him away from the haunted houses. Yeah. He couldn't take it. He couldn't. Yeah. He he would. He would. I don't know. I think my mom. I think he's. I think my brother would get scared. I think when he was younger. And I am older than him, but I was like, I had, I had to protect. You know, I had that kind of thing. Well, it's a good thing you didn't encounter the candy. It's a thing, though, and um, it reminds me of the cocoa, the cocoa trade, uh, and and how seventy um, percent of the the cocoa that's sur- um, that's sourced is from the Ivory Coast and in Africa, and that's where a lot of the forced child labor is happening. So um, a lot of people that I've seen buying chocolate they're like oh what is this fair trade certification for and that actually is is a certification that uh gives you the peace of mind that the chocolate that you're buying isn't sourced from cocoa made from child labor if you want to support human the human trafficking cause try to buy only fair trade certified chocolate and that will definitely help with the human trafficking issue that's uh that's rampant in a lot of the consumer goods we have right yeah. you heard about the uh the scandal of the online furniture store. 
Oh my gosh, so someone had told us that it might have been you. Can you? Yeah, I want to hear it. Like, I think everyone out there wants to hear the it. The idea of uh, it wasn't I was it IKEA? I don't think it was IKEA. It I honestly oh, you d- d- oh yeah. It yeah. wasn't IKEA. I think it was um modern. I don't know modernfurniture.com or something like that, but uh, they had these cabinets that were being sold for twenty thousand and up, and the cabinets had a female name attached to them and they were basic cabinets that couldn't be worth more than a few hundred dollars and so people started calling the company out and it went viral for a little while and it was it was kind of a scandal but I think they it it sounded ridiculous to me I mean if you're a big public company like that selling furniture like but it, it it's it's a possibility you know and I'm sure the FBI's investigating it still but it the idea whether true or not is a possibility that things that you could be buying online w- could be sourced from companies that are also involved in child sex trafficking they could be selling children and you don't even know it because it's on the, the dark web right yeah so I mean the with chocolate that also you know with, with coffee as well yeah think about that coffee you know, and so i mean for me, I mean that goes without saying. Well, yeah, fair you're the trade. coffee man. Yeah, I mean like, it's gotta be fair trade. You know, I mean like, good coffee is is good coffee. You want it to be good, you know, but fair trade is definitely. You it's know. worth the extra few dollars that you spend. Yeah. Fun fact: C's candies is fair trade. Yes, it is. Source chocolate. Yeah, source with the the best ingredients. I've always been a huge fan of everything. These one of these is a hand. Every box is hand packed. Um, I I always wondered that, like, how do they get? It always looks hand packed, but I didn't know how the manufacturing worked. Yeah. Definitely humane working conditions, right? You've been in the factories. Have yeah. You seen it. Yeah. So I mean, having worked there. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 interesting, you know, with this pandemic, and I remember you were talking earlier about natural disasters, and right now, mm. I mean, I feel like this pandemic can be considered a Absolutely. natural disaster. And so a lot of these companies, including, you know, candy manufacturing companies, you know, um, they closed down. I mean, like, we, we shut down operation because, I mean, when you got people that are hand-packing um, boxes of candies and they're w- within six feet of each other, we're not going to risk that. We had a we had to take a step back, shut down operations, first time since World War II. And it was g- devastating for me. Like, I was going through stress. Yeah. And whenever I have a major stressful life event, like, I go and get a milk Bordeaux bar from Seas Candy, and I couldn't do that. So sad. Yeah. So it was just, um, it was a, it was, it was nuts. I mean, to think that to be a part of something that has been running since you know, 1921, but then also, you know, shutting down in World War II and then it being open until that happened, until this pandemic. It's like, holy crap, I can't believe I've worked for this firm, you know, during these times. It's uh, it's definitely, you know, we've been through the Great Depression. We've been through it, it all. So, I mean, everyone's going to get through it. Everyone's going to get through it out there. Um, and, and it's a good time to refocus on things that matter, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like voting. Meaning to your life. Mm-hmm. adding meaning to your life like talking about stuff like this is really important because i think that we for a while were kind of numb to this capitalistic society that we were living in where we were just working ourselves into the ground and um 
the pandemic kind of forced us all to really take a pulse reading on if that was really working for anyone and looks pretty obvious that it wasn't. So um, causes like this, I feel like are gonna really, you saw like the Black Lives Matter movement really taking off and getting some momentum, even though it's been around for over what, five, seven years. And so yeah. um, I, I feel like the human trafficking and it movement will, yeah. will gain momentum too. So. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm so glad that you brought that up with Black Lives Matter. Yes. Human trafficking is important. It's still happening even during COVID. And I agree with that guest that I was also devastated when C's candy disappeared. I also had a rough moment there, but they're back. And candy is important and makes me feel good. So does comedy. That's going to be coming up next. And uh, hey, listen to some Mutiny Radio commercials. Thanks to JW Megawag for being a champion. And for all of his Tiki Desk concerts, which are amazing that he's been doing safely during COVID times, letting really talented artists shine here in San Francisco. All right. We'll be back soon with people making you laugh here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought. 
thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you! Poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute. 